Hello everyone, welcome to Maharangi Vineyard Church Live. Um, hopefully you're enjoying the morning. We'll probably make some little bit of small talk from now until we, we get started. So um, yeah, welcome everyone. We're glad that you're here. It would be lovely to be together, but I guess we're one step closer to that, um, one week closer to that anyway. We finished last week with just an invitation for you guys to um, really take the week or take a time throughout the week where you lean into worship. You lean into um, making a place where you can listen and hear from God and then, and then give away that which God has given you for someone else. We would love to hear your stories about that. Obviously, you know, keep names and everything confidential. But, but how did that go? How did your time of worship and, and of leaning in and of, and of asking God for something for someone else go? It would be really encouraging, I think, for all of us to, to hear those stories. So if you've got them, um, share them with us. We would love and, and probably need, well, we need some more two to three minute videos they have been really, really encouraging to me personally, and I know lots of people have commented about them. We would love to see the kids get involved. So kids, this is your challenge. Uh, you send in your two to three minute video. How about your greatest lockdown skill or the tricks of the trade? Some of you may have seen Samuel, our Samuel, on, on TV One with his, his golfing pro. So why don't you um, show Samuel up and see what you can do what we what you can do during or what you've done during lockdown so we'd love to see your two to three minute videos um how things are going how things are going in your bubble what what fun you've gotten up to and and really just to use those times as as encouraging one another mm. we saw the sands boys one morning out on our walk doing skiing down their grass hill so stuff like that it was really cool to see them out there having fun so just um, a few birthdays to celebrate this week. So Lexi Waterhouse, happy birthday, lovely Lexi. And Becky Varty had her birthday. So did Phil Van de yesterday, happy birthday, Phil. And Caleb Wiley, happy birthday for today. We would sing if we could, but we can't, so we won't. Um, also just wanted to highlight Craig and Tammy. <clears throat> um, for those of you who did the quiz, they did such an amazing job mm. of hosting us in that. So they are planning and have planned another games night for this Friday night. It's not a quiz, so we won't be winning because it's loosely based on categories and I don't even know, actually know what that is. No. But um, So jump online and sign up for that. It's the 8th of May at 7 o'clock. We'll post the details here on this page of where you can sign up. So last week we started talking about seasons and um, what the season may or may not be for you or how we're kind of navigating our way through the season and this week we want to look at God's presence in this season his presence as in P-R-E now good luck how to spell it <laughs> P-R-E that's why you were doing this because I'm a terrible speller P-R-E-S-E-N-C-E -E and also his presence as in P-R-E-S-E-N-T-S so um, you can pause the video maybe and look that up of what we're talking about. But it's that idea of presence and presence. And, I'm, and we're going to really take this morning to, to look at those two things. And like Angela just said, we have really felt the leading and, and would like to frame the next few weeks of what we're talking about through the lens of, of a season. And for all of us, obviously, that would mean we are in the season of, of COVID-19, the season of, of lockdown, of, 
you know, five weeks of level four and, and a week into level three, um, the season of, of, you know, homeschooling, which could be, you know, a, a heaven or it could be a nightmare. <laughs> so, so we'd like you to think about season as in where we are now and all of that means for you and for your bubbles and and even just the idea of what what bubble is you know that that isn't wasn't a word that we even considered uh, a, a few months ago so so think of season in that context but what i'd like to for us to do as well is to kind of maybe pull back the lens or or widen our scope of what season is and for us to consider particularly this morning with god in his presence and his presence in season is to look at that more along the lines of, you know, all of those things I just mentioned, but the, the broader sense of season being, being like the church calendar, the fact that we're in the midst of the season between Easter and, and the ascension of Jesus, where, where Jesus appeared to himself, scripture reveals, I think, 10 different times to various groups or individuals, his followers, his disciples. And, and in those encounters, in those moments when Jesus was physically present, the risen Lord was physically present with people, what that looked like, what that meant to them. You know, in those times, Jesus' Jesus' presence, he, he ate with them, which I love, you know, having come off of our big um, gathering around the table and radical ordinary hospitality. Even after death and resurrection, Jesus loved to eat with his friends. And so he, he ate with them. He, he restored them, like we talked about uh, last week, or a couple of weeks ago. He, he reminded them of who he was. You know, that all of the things that he had said, all of the things that he had done, he, re, he used that time, that season, to remind them of who he was. And probably equally important, if not more important, Jesus revealed him, he, he reminded them of who they were. You know, those early disciples who went from kind of like a band of misfits and, and a lot of just really ordinary people who, who just see me think, oh man, how, how could you make a go of it all? To people who have really um, been the foundation of of what we are today, thousands of years later, the church, and and so let's pull back and think of the season in in that context as well. We are fast approaching um, Pentecost Sunday, which is the thirty first mm-hmm. of May. Uh, many traditions within the Christian um, realm consider Pentecost Sunday to be the birthday. Of, of the church. So man, maybe we should all get a chocolate and celebrate on the 31st of May because it's our birthday. Um, and so I just wanted to start this morning or I guess kind of start what I'm talking about just reminding us, Angela's going to read Acts um, chapter 2 and, and it's just a, a wonderful reminder of who we are as the church. And I think for me personally, it's one of those things that I'm using as we go through this season of COVID and lockdown and all those kind of things of not being able to meet together as something that I put my hope in, something that I can know that for thousands of years, this is what the church is. This is what the church looks like. And I'm holding on to it. And I want it to remind us that we can hold on to it as well. So Acts chapter 2 
picking up in verse 49 right to the no, end. verse 42. Oh, 42, sorry. Verse 42 right to the end. So I'm reading from the New Living Translation. It said, All the believers devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship and to sharing in meals, including the Lord's Supper, and to prayer. A deep sense of awe came over them all, and the apostles performed many miraculous signs and wonders. And all the believers met together in one place and shared everything they had. They sold their property and possessions and shared the money with those in need. They worshiped together at the temple each day, met in homes for the Lord's Supper, and shared their meals with great joy and generosity. All the while, passing God, passing God, <laughs> praising God, and enjoying the goodwill of all the people. And each day, the Lord added to their fellowship those who were being saved. You know, I, I sort of said all of that about seasons, and um, for really to, to for us to consider the fact that this season that we're in now, the here and now, the COVID-19, the level four, the level three, the bubbles, all of that to say um, that that is just one. We are in the midst of just one of another season. Mm -hmm. the, the really deeply encouraging thing that I found that I hope that you will find as well in sort of framing this in the area of seasons is the thing about seasons is they come and they go. Mm. You know, if if your level three right now is 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 considered a winter season or a storm season or it's just, you know, the idea that or the not even the idea, the the practice of homeschooling or or even the stress of going back to work and, and expanding a bubble and, and the pressures of finance and all of those things, if that is how your season is at the moment, there is great comfort in knowing um, this too will pass. Mm. It's also, it's comforting and it's also really leveling as well. And what I mean by that is then as we are in, when we're in really spring and summer seasons, to me, which speak of fruitfulness or fun or warmth or joy, that we do appreciate them, but we, we appreciate them with a leveledness of knowing that this too is a temporary season. We take everything that we can from it, but we know that, that seasons do change and we're, we're okay with that. We're ready for that. We, we understand that. You know, this week I was reading, oh, well, and, and in the midst of all of those seasons, what we have is a constance in that God's presence and his presence, which is what we'll talk about for the rest of the time we have together, are with us. He is our constant. He is the one thing that doesn't move that doesn't change, that isn't, you know, going to keep altering, that his presence and his presence is with us always. I was reading um, Psalm 142 this week, and Angela's just going to read it and share it, and then I've just got a couple of little things that I'd like to share about really what I felt God was saying in the midst of it. So Psalm 142, starting in verse 1. I cry out to the Lord... I plead for the Lord's mercy. I pour out my complaints before him and tell him all my troubles. When I am overwhelmed, you alone know the way I should turn. Wherever I go, my enemies have set traps for me. I look for someone to come and help me, but no one gives me a passing thought. No one will help me. No one cares a bit what happens to me. 
Then I pray to you, O Lord. I say, you are my place of refuge. You are all I really want in life. Hear my cry, for I am very low. Rescue me from my persecutors, for they are too strong for me. Bring me out of prison so I can thank you. The godly will crowd around me, for you are good to me. So just a couple of things. One, I think I've missed my calling. I would have been an amazing psalmist, yeah, I think. You, you I love, very much <laughs> I love, particularly this psalm, I love the drama of it all. You know, I'm alone, everyone hates me. Why is my world filled with everything bad? You know, I, I've kind of, um, I, I just can so relate to that. And, and, and yeah, who knows, if I look on, on job website for a psalmist, I think I'd have to apply. Um, but, but there's even more to that is I love that scripture does nothing to reinforce really often the, the kind of really damaging narrative that we can walk around with, particularly in winter seasons or seasons of difficulty. And that is that, you know, God or we have to get our stuff sorted. We have to sort ourselves out before we come to God. And even worse than that. You know, we have to get ourselves sorted out before God will come to us. And I love that this psalm, as well as so much of Scripture, just completely nails that on the head, mm -hmm. that nothing could be further from the truth. The other thing that I find so, I found so encouraging that I think maybe hopefully some of you will as well is, is those first, I've kind of read this in, in two parts, those first four verses, which are us just authentically and honestly coming before God and saying, this is awful and, mm -hmm. and I'm alone and it's a mess and mm -hmm. it's terrible. And then I love verse five. And to me, it was just like, oh, it's almost like the, the narrative of, of my life cycles, particularly going through difficult times. It's going down to the very depths of all of, all of what I feel and then pray, you know, like I love that verse five. And then I pray. I was so encouraged this week of, of hearing or listening to the Lectio 365 and this whole week, if you haven't heard it already, go back and listen. It's a, it's a week on prayer. And for me, it has been, my relationship with prayer has been a really up and down one. And, and I've kind of, often I get to the place of, going through all sorts of things. Oh, and then I pray. And, and it's encouraging in a way. I, I used to beat myself up about it, but now I, I'm kind of slightly encouraged by this. But then I pray. You know, it's that great, it's that great comma in, in our life. that we, And when we pray, God meets us with his presence. He comes to us. It's a wonderful example of knowing that, that, that this season... If, if for you it represents the difficulty or uncertainty is that we can be like the psalmist and we can cry out to God and then we can pray. And as we pour out our complaints and our troubles before him, letting him know that we're overwhelmed, letting him know that we feel completely alone, that no one understands, no one cares. And then we, re then we pray and then we remind ourselves of who he is, that, that he is the ultimate place of refuge. He's the ultimate place that we can find our comfort in, mm -hmm. that he will satisfy. He's what we truly long for. 
You know, in all of our worries and all of our fears and all of the things that we're, we're stressed about, God is our ultimate satisfaction. Mm. We can find that as we pray. That, that he hears our cry. He does hear our, our troubles and our complaints. And then what I love probably the most of all of it is then that kind of, I think it's the last line in that psalm, is that then he will remind us that we are not alone. You know, he, we have him, but we have one another. Mm. That, that we, are no, we are not alone. You know, that, that I just want to, that, that's, I guess, the presence as in, how is it spelled? <laughs> presence as in? Um, P-R-E-S-E-N-C-E. C-E. Um, him being with us. And I'd like to just shift now and spend the rest of our time considering really what his presence as in S-E-N-T-S means, that the idea of the gifts that we have. Mm-hmm. And, and really this time, this idea of considering season and, and what, like I said, whatever this season looks like for you, I truly believe mm-hmm. that God has presence, I, gifts, mm-hmm. treasure, for all of us to find. And I just want to make a note too when I talk about it, like I'm always a little bit weary of, of kind of a little bit of this sort of language when you can kind of shift into really to me what feels like one of the worst and damaging kind of theologies that we've, we by and large may have bought into. And really what is a heresy, and I don't say that lightly, is the idea of like prosperity doctrine. When, I, when we think about gifts and God giving them stuff, that whole idea of it being transactional. If, if I'm good enough, God will give me this. Or mm. if, I, if I jump through this many hoops, I'm going to get my treat at the end. Like we're, we're like a dog and, and God's, you know, training us. Not at all. You know, that, and we're not talking about looking to God as being some cosmic Santa Claus that, that we're on a naughty or a nice list. It is, it is thinking about that no matter what season we're in, no matter what our world looks like now, we can live with an understanding and a hopefulness that God has presence. He has treasures. He has gifts for us that, that can and will make all of the difference to where we're at. And so we just really wanted to spend the, the few bits and moments we have together um, sharing a, a couple of ones that we have experienced and noticed over, the, over these last few weeks but I guess, you know, like we ended last week, I'd love for, for you, or I'd love to invite you to, to share. Even right now, I'm kind of going through withdrawal. One of the things I hate most about this kind of new way of doing it is I used to love to sit in front of that group of people and kind of ask questions and, and you'd all look blankly at me and I'd have to re- reinforce them. I'm not asking this theoretical. I'm, it literally is a question I'd like you to answer. And so I'm really missing that, that kind of um, feedback, albeit the ones that I have to pull out from you a little bit, but I'm really missing it. And so why don't we just do it right now? If you can think of something, you know, in the next few moments, put it up on the screen. What has God's presence, S-E-N-T-S, been for you in, in this season of COVID and lockdown and in life Mm. being completely turned upside down. Wouldn't it be amazing if as we move forward and we go on, this page and and our Facebook Live page could be a lasting reminder, a a testimony, I guess, to use a a term, of, of God's presence, 
his, his nearness, but also those gifts that come from difficult times or, or times that we aren't finding difficult, just God's goodness is present. So, so put them up now, um, get going with them. Maybe include them in your two to three minute videos this week. We'd love to hear them and, and have this place be a place of encouragement that we can look back on in, in years ahead when we think about, remember that crazy time. So, so do it and we'd love to, we'd love to hear from you and, and know that it will encourage you, but it will encourage um, lots of people as well. Mm. So Angela, do you want to start with, with one of the stories that we have? Yeah, I just wanted to share um, <clears throat> this week. I don't know if it was linked to the person, you know, worshipping and hearing God, but I was sitting here on this sofa on one afternoon and my phone beeped and it was a message from someone and I opened it and, and I read it and I just kind of took my breath away a little bit and I sat here and, and I read it again and I just started crying. Um, oh, I don't want to do that now. And I guess I just want to preface it by saying I'm, my love language is definitely not um, words of affirmation. Unfortunately, for people who do that to me, it doesn't really. Um, I'm probably an acts of service person. Um, <clears throat> so, when I received that, it was kind of. It's unusual for me to be moved by words, but I was so moved. But I think I was so moved, partly because who it was from, and partly because of the message in it that was just so relevant and so deeply, deeply encouraging that they never would have known. And they ended by saying um, they really felt like this was for a hug to God, from God to us. And that's exactly what it felt like that afternoon. It was mm. like, oh, yeah, I can, we, can, we can do this. We can, you know, we can keep doing this. And it's good. So if you get those promptings, oh, my goodness, please act on them and send a message or pick up the phone and call someone because it, it really does. It was such a gift to me. It was mm. a present from God for me that day. And the other one I wanted to share, um, which is a very long story, so I've got to make it very short. But as you know, we were meant to be in Italy. We would have just got home um, this week. On Friday. Um, so Why? <laughs> it's my song. <laughs> um, when we knew that it wasn't going to happen, I knew that we had a really tiny window if we were going to put an insurance claim in because we had to wait until the New Zealand government said don't travel, and but before it was declared a pandemic. So I woke up one morning, I'm a bit of a, I don't, what am I? Amazing, <laughs> absolutely amazing. I can, I can get a little bit ahead of myself. Anyway, I woke up one morning, I'm very organised, that's what I am. And I was like, God, I'm just going to put a claim in, I'm just going to do it, I don't care that the New Zealand government hasn't said it. And so clearly, as I was getting out of bed, putting my dressing gown on, God said, wait. And I was like, oh, I don't want to wait. And then it was followed by wait and see what I'll do. And I remember thinking, that is so cliche. And I, I said to Lyndon when he woke up, I was like, I felt like God said that. And he said, well, for goodness sake, wait then. So I did wait until the day that it was actually an incredibly stressful, hectic week that the New Zealand government said, you can't travel. It wasn't great timing at all in our world right then. And... Um, I got the message on my phone that the New Zealand government had said don't travel. And so I knew I had such a short window. So I came home from where I was and I spent 
hours and hours and hours putting together our insurance claim. Yeah, and I think for me personally, it's I was kind of one of those. It, it was very it's very different for both of us. I I was kind of grieving just all of the lost opportunities, all of the things that we couldn't do that we wanted to do, the things I wanted to do that I couldn't do, and and sort of just kind of looking at this idea of. Um, God, where are you all in it? And what Angela's saying, or what she hasn't said, is which I guess where I'm picking up from, is I kind of went along with with great faith in this woman's ability to do amazing things administratively. If I was on my own, I just would have been like, eh, oh well. But but just to see all of it. And so I kind of went all the way through thinking, oh, it'll be fine. Of course it'll all work out. Like, you know, we'll get, we'll, the insurance will come through, that'll be fine, we'll get refunds where we can get refunds, and, and we'll be totally fine, and everything will be okay. And I kind of lived with this, you know, a, a bit, almost an unquestioning hopefulness. And then, and then a, I guess a week or so ago, About two, weeks, two ago. weeks ago, we got this really blunt email from the insurance company saying, your claim has been denied. And for me, I guess, and it's probably just a personality thing, the money wasn't, I mean, it was... Sounds terrible. It, the money wasn't the thing. My immediate heart response was, "You're such an idiot. You you have put you you are unduly hopeful. You should never have been so optimistic. Of course it didn't work out, and that's the that's the kind of like that's what you get for thinking it would. And so it was kind of like oh, a few dark days in there as well, where where I could have written many a psalm, maybe not probably one that people would like to hear, but but yeah, some some really really difficult things of really wrestling with that. And then just what day was it? Um, oh, I well, Angela pushed me, back. I, I pushed back on them, but I was very kind in my pushing back, but I just kept pushing back, and hmm. and then the last email I got said. Again, no, your claim's been declined. And then I went for a walk on Thursday with Anna when she got home from work and got back from my walk and picked up my phone and checked my emails and this email popped up from um, the insurance and it just said, your claim has been accepted. It will be deposited into your account in the next two to three days. I actually thought it was a joke and we didn't say anything until... And then on Friday, the day we were due to get home from Italy, the funds were back in our account. Mm. So, and for me, I guess what we share this story, for me personally, it's, it's so much more valuable than the money. What it, for me, it feels like, um, now I feel all weepy, it feels like God reminding me that my response when it comes to him, it should always or can always be hopeful, can always be an unabandoned optimism when, when you consider our response to God and his and his ability to look out for us, to care for us, mm. to be the one that we can put our hope and our trust in. You know, I, I totally know that it won't always be like the email saying, yes, it'll all come right. Mm. But but for me, I will always, I guess from this moment on, I will always be able to move forward in knowing that I can put my optimism and my hope and be a hopeful person um, knowing that my hope is in him. Mm-hmm. So those are just a couple of our stories, and we'd love to hear yours. And, and, the, and they're kind of really big ones, but, but share your big ones and share your little ones. It's often all of them are presents. Mm-hmm. All of them are gifts. 
And they're all things that we should treasure and they're all things that will encourage us. I want to just sort of leave you with this idea that, um, that we would go forward. And I guess I'll, I'll pray it over us as, as a bit of a blessing. Is that we would go forward with hearts full of gratitude for all that he has done. So all of the things that we've experienced, that we would go forward with hearts full of gratitude for all of that. And then we would move forward in a hopeful and expectant way of all of the things that are yet to come. So we'll leave you with that, and I'm just going to pray quickly. So Father, I thank you, and we pray with great gratitude and, and remind ourselves with gratitude of all of the things that you've done in all of the previous seasons before that have come and that have gone. You have always been there and we're so grateful for it. And Father, I pray that you would increase our hopefulness, that you would increase our expectation of all of the good, all of the presence and the presence that are yet to come, that we are yet to experience. And I pray, pray a blessing over each person as they watch and their week ahead. Amen. Amen. Thank you, guys. And we look forward to seeing your videos and look yeah. forward to hearing from all of you in the week ahead. And we'll be back here next week. Have a good week. Thanks. See ya.